The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. A deadly border patrol chase in Texas will track the collision and the consequences. The next generation of young women in STEM careers. We take you to UT STEM Girl Day and hear how it's inspired those working in science and technology today. They're back for season three. I'm meteorologist Nick Bannon here at Q2 Stadium ahead of Austin FC's first home game of the season. I'll give you a preview of that and a look at some warmer numbers ahead. Good evening and thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. First tonight, a car chase involving Border Patrol agents led to a deadly crash. Two people were killed and five others were injured. It happened at three this morning near the Mexico border in Rio Bravo, that's south of Laredo. Border Patrol agents were attempting to conduct a traffic stop that resulted in a chase. The investigation is ongoing. We know that two men died, but authorities have not said who they are. Look for updates on KXAN.com as we get in more information. And going in depth now, in December, a Border Patrol agent was killed when he was involved in an accident on his ATV near Mission. Federal authorities say he was tracking a group of suspects that illegally crossed the border. In other news this evening, the Austin Police Department is trying to find a missing man last seen in southeast Austin. They worry that 33-year-old Nico Jackson might be in danger. He's described as 5'6", 190 pounds, and was last seen wearing blue jeans and gray Jordan shoes near the 4400 block of Stastny Lane. According to APD, he needs an oxygen tank and daily medications as well as weekly medical procedures. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Nico Jackson, contact APD. APD. Meanwhile, the Austin Police Human Trafficking Unit is now investigating the disappearance of a teenage mother and her newborn baby. Alexis Garza is 15 years old. Her son is two weeks old. Garza has shoulder-length brown hair with red tips. She was wearing a black hoodie and black sweatpants pushing a baby stroller. Police say Alexis took her baby and ran away from a state facility. They were last seen on Thursday off of I-35 near Woodward. Anybody with any information is asked to contact APD's Human Trafficking Unit. That number is on the screen. It's 512-974-4786. Well, Cap Metro Rail Service is up and running again to and from Leander. Last night, the rail train hit a large truck near the Leander station. Nobody was hurt in that crash. Crews made repairs to the tracks, and Cap Metro says that the red line will be able to bring fans to tonight's opening Austin FC match. Now, we reported that service will be suspended into next week, but that's not because of the collision. That disruption begins Monday and is connected to construction at the new McCullough Place station near the Q2 Stadium. All right, so speaking of soccer, it is the home opener for Austin FC. Meteorologist and soccer fan Nick Bannon joins us live at Q2 Stadium right now. Look at that big smile on Nick's face. He's in his element right now. Congrats to you, Nick. And tell us what fans like yourself can expect tonight. Yeah, so Austin FC are hosting St. Louis SC. They're a brand new team to MLS. We knew what that felt like two years ago when the fans have been coming through the gates here for the last few minutes and already filling out the supporters section and they're all decked in their verde and black, of course, ready for a big night here at Q2 Stadium. As far as the temperatures are concerned, it's cool, it's cloudy, but it's dry. Let me talk about some history though with Austin FC. FC's opening games. Their first opening game ever 
was June 19th, back in 2021. That was a later opening than usual as they were finishing up the development and construction of Q2 Stadium. And as a result, it was a much hotter day. 96 degrees, it was sunny and roasting. Last season's opening day, which was much closer to the date that we're opening here this year, February 26th, it was a chilly, if not downright cold, 41 degrees. It was also drizzling and damp and just a brutal start to the uh, season. But Austin FC ended up winning that game 5-0. to zero. And here we are today, kind of a Goldilocks weather scenario. We're right in the middle. We got up to 65 in Austin today, uh, and we've been mostly cloudy. Sure, it's a little cool. We should be around 69 degrees this time of year, uh, but not too far off from normal, and at least we're dry. We're down to 63 now in Austin. Still some low 70s in the Hill Country, where they got more sunshine than we did in the metro in our eastern counties. But this is still a full 10 to 15 degrees warmer than we were this time yesterday. Clouds have been a plenty, especially for the metro, but we've had some hints of blue sky here and there. Clouds will actually be thickening up here through the night, but if you haven't left to come to Q2 Stadium, I expect you'll generally be dry. Uh, just a lot of clouds around as temperatures fall through the 60s. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll show you how quickly 80s are to return to the area with a few rain chances and a warm start to March. Looks like a good night for soccer. Thanks, Nick. Well, this Black History Month, we are spotlighting Black-owned businesses all open all over Texas. A Walmart store in Lubbock had an in-store event featuring more than a dozen of them, highlighting those businesses as well as the importance of celebrating Black history. I always think Black history is like American history. It's like all history, and oftentimes it's uh, disregarded or um, goes unrecognized. So it's just really important to have this um, because Black history really reflects a lot of the future. Earlier this evening, we ran a special on the Austin 12, the first black students to integrate Austin schools. In case you missed it, we've posted the entire special on KXAN.com. Because we are committed to accuracy, we want to correct a report that we aired in the late evening news late last night as well as this morning. Our report said that Texas ranked ninth in teacher pay, and that is far from reality. Texas actually ranks 28th in teacher pay, right in the middle of the pack of states, according to the National Education Association. We do regret that error. Still to come, looking for design inspiration? Tonight we are taking you through the doors of the Austin Modern Home Tour. And before you pull out the air fryer for dinner this week, grab a pen. We will show you how to check your model in case it's one that is now under recall. Stay with us. Hundreds of design enthusiasts traveled today across the Austin city limits to check out some of Austin's most modern and elegant homes. The tour gives local architects, designers, home builders, and developers the opportunity to show off their work. It's my first time on the modern home tour, but basically every year, you know, they're picking the cream of the crop, beautiful homes. There's uh, us and 13 other houses, and uh, they showcase them every year to designers, architects, realtors all around the city. And honestly, I'm just so proud to be part of it. Now, if you want to see some of the homes that were featured on the tour, head over to KXAN.com and click on this story. Today, UT Austin hosted the 22nd annual STEM Girl Day. It takes place each year to spark creativity and inspire careers in science, technology, engineering, and math. It's important to have events like this so that the girls can see themselves as scientists and engineers, so that they can be scientists and engineers for a day and connect with STEM role models who are college students studying these types of careers. 
That was Trisha Berry speaking, the executive director for women in STEM at UT Austin. She's been hosting the event for 20 years now, and she says that she has met many children who came to the event years ago who are now working in STEM careers. Well, it was a cool start to your morning with temperatures getting down to 45 degrees in Austin, although we've got a big warm-up on the way. Not good news for those of you that don't like the pollen in the air with mold going up to high, but still on its way down. Ash, cedar, and elm considered low, and oak considered low. Temperatures and just how many 80s we'll have ahead in first morning weather. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. If you're thinking of using your air fryer for dinner tonight, be sure to check which brand that you have. That's because more than 2 million Kasori brand air fryers are being recalled. Over 200 reports have been filed about the machines melting and catching fire, resulting in at least 10 injuries. The recalled air fryers were sold between June 2018 and December 2022 at Best Buy, Target, and Amazon. Kasori says faulty wiring in the machines is to blame. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Hi everyone, here at Q2 Stadium, one hour, 15 minutes away from the home opener for Austin FC. They're taking on a brand new team, St. Louis SC, and the atmosphere is, and I'll use a technical term, bumping right now. The crowds are already starting to fill some of the seats. The players are inspecting the field. And it looks just gorgeous. Conditions are perfect. How green does the pitch look right now? Amazing. And we've got a great night of weather for you. If you're coming to Q2, you better leave soon. Let's show you what it looks like right now on clouds and radar. And it's cloudy. In fact, a lot of clouds across a lot of the state. Although these clouds have been trying to thin a little bit during the afternoon, they're going to fill back in as we head through the night tonight. As this stationary front that's to the south of us gradually moves north, warmer air is going to come in. So yes, we were a good 10 uh, degrees warmer than we were yesterday afternoon for today, but we're going to get even warmer than that here for tomorrow. I expect tomorrow will be a full 15 degrees warmer than today. You see what temperatures do as we head through the evening? They slowly drop through the 60s. They briefly drop into the 50s, say soon after midnight, and then we already start to see them slowly climbing by the time you wake up on a Sunday morning. Low 60s to begin the day, a lot of clouds to begin the day but some sunshine coming through for the afternoon should push temperatures into the low 80s tomorrow. So from mid-60s today to low 80s for the second half of your weekend, I think you're going to appreciate uh, the warmth uh, of the seasons here tomorrow. Let's show you what the clouds are going to do here tonight. They're going to fill back in. It's already pretty cloudy anyway, but we expect more low clouds and possibly a bit of fog as we head into your Sunday morning. And with the fog could come a little bit of drizzle. That's why you're seeing some of the green splashes uh, on our clouds and radar into the future. But by late morning or midday, the sun comes out and then we've got a good amount of sun mixing with the clouds for your Sunday afternoon. And that combined with a gusty southeasterly wind is going to push temperatures uh, way up to near 80. Tomorrow night, though, as we watch the arrival of the first of two cold fronts, the possibility for some late night showers or even a thunderstorm. This is 11 o'clock Sunday night. 
You see a few showers and an isolated storm coming through the hill country. It does not get everybody wet. We'll go with about a 30% chance of you getting rain where you are. I think the hill country has the highest chance. And then the sun is out the rest of the day here for your Monday as temperatures bounce back again. How much rain are we looking at here? Sunday night, early Monday morning, barely anything for those that you uh, that get some wet weather, maybe just a few hundredths of an inch of rain. So 56 for the low tonight, a good 12 degrees warmer than last night was. Tomorrow, morning clouds, afternoon sun, a low 10% chance for a sprinkle during the morning. And then look, these temperatures keep getting warmer. After 80 again on Monday, it's 87 Tuesday and 85 Wednesday. We are running the risk for some more rain later in the week, say Wednesday into Thursday, but those rain chances are not that high right now. So look at our first warning weather seven day forecast. You'll see all the 80s that we're expecting through the week. Late in the week though, after that second cold front Thursday, we notice a big temperature drop for Friday when we're only in the 60s. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Don't worry, Nick, we'll talk Austin FC soon enough here in sports. But of the many things the all-powerful NCAA selection committee looks at when seeding teams, road wins pretty high in that list for Texas men's basketball. A big opportunity to get an impressive dub away from Moody earlier today. Top 10 showdown in Waco, and this was a big one in. Horns have been criticized for having slow starts. Not so much today. 10-4 Texas early. Tyrese Hunter, three, extends the lead to nine. How good is that to see him get going? Under 10 to go. Great ball movement to Serge Jabari Rice. Not pump faking, actually shooting. 21-11. Lead will be extended to 12 after that. But Baylor storms back. Jalen Bridges gets this. Storms inside and one. Just a two-point game at the half, though, after that huge run for the Bears. Before the half, Dylan DeSue led the way with 14 in the first 20 minutes. Game high, 24, 24 overall. Second half, Texas forced 21 turnovers but committed 15 steal and score by Dale Bonner. Lead extending for the Bears to 13. Then some defense into offense for Texas. Hunter on the steal up ahead. Timmy Allen cuts it to 10, but Baylor... Very strong in this one. Scott Drew and company, despite some injuries on there, and able to handle Texas 81 to 72. Two games left for the men. Kansas held on to beat West Virginia today in a thriller. So now they were a game clear of the Longhorns, and that's before the season finale showdown with the Jayhawks. Texas at TCU, another very good team Wednesday. To the women, huge showdown for them against fellow first place team Oklahoma. Winner of this. In the driver's seat in the Big 12, Rory Harmon setting the tone in the first quarter. Some physical play from the point guard. Layup makes the lead 13-7 in the second quarter. Two-point lead for UT. Taylor Jones block. Harmon, how about that pass up ahead? Shaley Gonzalez, the outstanding transfer, gets it to go. Lead up to four. Second half, Longhorns up six. Rory Harmon missed, but... Talk about physicality. Watch the guard fight inside, gets her own miss, puts it back up. And how pumped is she and the bench? A game-defining play right there. Later, the lead, 10. Time to start pulling away. Another Jones block, and it is Harmon again up ahead. And she will find Shea Holly. a big game for her. She sticks to three. Another dominant win by the Longhorns. Two wins against OU this year, both by at least 20. Penultimate game for the women Monday against Baylor. Always rivalry against the Bears. Still to come about an hour from Austin FC kickoff. The team's approach against St. Louis City coming up. 
After that tough season opening stretch last weekend, Texas baseball, they've really settled down. A midweek win and then an impressive series opening victory over Indiana a night ago. Could they clinch this series today at the dish with some gray skies? I think that's what Nick said. Porter Brown, the hero night ago, sack fly to left. Some chaos on the bases as Eric Kennedy comes home to score from third. Dylan Campbell, a bit too aggressive for, I think, many Longhorn fans liking. Throwing out a second, same batter in the fifth. 1-1 tie, infield single for Brown. More chaos on the bases. Tanner Carlson and Kennedy come to score 3-1. to one. The Horns go up and more offense from that point on. Garrett Gilmet, another infield single. Texas able to take down Indiana in this one 5-2. And they clinch at least a series victory already. To Austin FC, so much juice and energy from the fan base for year three of this club. They're going to kick things off against the expansion team. St. Louis City SC in their first ever game at 7.30 tonight at Q2. After last season, it's still new-ish for Austin FC. But winning is the expectation. Here's their mentality for the group heading into the match this evening. That will naturally happen when you come into Q2. Um, the first season, I'm sorry, the first game of the season, their first season uh, you know, in existence. So they'll have that regardless of, of maybe what they're philosophically all about. We'll learn more about St. Louis as the year goes, but understanding where their coach comes from, the pedigree that, that they lend to, it's, it's, it's certainly more the Red Bullish type, but they also show a little bit more of an ability to play with the ball, use the ball. So we have to be mindful of some of those things. I think most fans about half as excited as Nick Bannon was for the game. Yeah, tonight. meanwhile, this is in. He just called in sick. He was out there live, and now he's <laughs> called in sick so he can see the rest of the game. That's not going to fly, Nick. <laughs> we'll see you back here at 10 o'clock. Have a great evening.